Right now, the Middle East is in control of oil prices. And what's on everyone's mind right now is how did the midterms affect oil and the future of oil? I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, uh, please subscribe. I, I've been in the business for a long time and I spent a lot of time uh, researching for myself the oil and gas industry. And I simply use this YouTube channel uh, to release the truth about the oil and gas industry, because I truly believe there's a lot of smart analysts that have missed it. And there's a the, the in the media is controlled by an agenda. And I am tired of seeing the lies out there uh, uh, running rampant regarding the oil and gas industry. Uh, anyways, uh, please subscribe to my channel. Um, the midterm elections uh, recently, now that the Republicans uh, have the House and the Senate, uh, many people are thinking, well, well, man, the, the economy is probably going to start roaring again and, and oil uh, prices, we're, we're going to start drilling a lot of oil again. Well, that's necessarily not true because at the end of the day, Biden could snub everything. I see a stalemate. Okay. What I see happening, though, is the reduction, the demand of oil uh, will not be reduced any longer because John Kerry, the Biden administration, they're all pushing this green energy agenda. Okay. And one of the things that was coming down the pike, the, the COVID restrictions that they use to shut people down from being able to leave their home, they're going to try to do some sort of green restriction where if your city's emitting too much uh, uh, toxins in the air due to uh, fossil fuels, we're going to shut you down. You can't drive anywhere. Okay. Well, that's all coming to a standstill because the, the house and the Senate is not going to allow it at this point. Okay. And so that was my, that was many analyst concerns and that was affecting oil prices. Well, that isn't going to stop anymore. COVID restrictions in China is easing, it's laxing, and they've increased their oil imports by 2.5 million barrels a day. Okay. And so you have many, many factors that is driving the oil markets right now. But at the end of the day, the smartest analysts in the world, they cannot put their faith in the data that they're reading. And they have no idea what Iran or Putin or other uh, uh, crazy countries are going to do. Okay, so there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty, but I'm telling you right now, the uncertainty is driving oil up and not down. There's the only potential of oil prices dropping is in the event we make this massive conventional oil discover that nobody has seen. I mean, here's the deal. Fundamentally speaking, which should be the most important thing for oil is supply versus demand. The truth is, we don't have enough supply. And it's proven by the fact that our strategic petroleum reserves worldwide are the lowest they've ever been. We've reduced the strategic petroleum reserves by 300 million barrels of oil. There's a 300 million barrel of oil deficit over the last 12 months. There's an oil deficit. We're not producing enough oil to keep up with demand during a time when we have the most, the highest amount of recession fears, and we still have COVID lockdowns in China. 
Well, all a lot of that is starting to it's starting to go away. And so you've got the EU oil embargo coming online. We're going to lose a tremendous amount of Russian oil, a tremendous amount come December 5th. Okay. And then you have a lot of Europeans transferring from natural gas over to oil. And see, and in, 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 if you got all these Western, all these Western policies pushing green energy, uh, for instance, uh, the U.S. is funding Indonesia's pivot from coal. Uh, uh, the United States and Japan will offer 15 billion in energy transition funds to Indonesia if it starts retiring its plentiful coal power plants early, helping the government to reach its aim of bringing the share of renewables to 23% by 2025. So they're their, their, their share of renewables to 23%. They're getting countries. They're giving them fiat currency that's worth dick. Shutting down their coal plants. Guys, when you shut down fossil fuels, you are being pushed to an energy, a green energy that doesn't work. You look what happened in Germany, uh, Germany. You look what happened in Germany. You look what happened in Germany. You look what happened in Europe. You look what, what's happening all over the world. Sri Lanka. These guys, look, the left does not have a solution to this, guys. The right doesn't have a solution. The left says, hey, we need to go all in on green energy and shut down oil. The right is saying, hey, listen, we need to, we, we, we've got enough energy underneath our feet, and they're both wrong. Shell is a flash in the pan. It's, a, it's, a, it's the fastest declining oil reserve in the world. Saudi Arabia, the reason why they've been producing oil for the last 60 years is because it's conventional, not shale. Shale's a brand new fracking technology is what unlocked a tight formation. The oil-bearing formation shell is way too tight. They got to frack it. But the problem is, is that a technology to unlock a tight formation only lasts for a short period of time. Shale was never intended to be produced. It's impossible until fracking. But fracking is brand new. We still have a lot to learn about fracking. And what we've learned over the last 10 years, because it's only really been around for 10 years in a major way, what we've learned is that the decline curves are massive and we do not have enough capital to keep up with the supply because we have to increase supply by 3 million barrels a day each year just to maintain our current output. That's a lot of oil. In most of the oil that we're producing today, it's coming from wells that have already been drilled during the times of the heydays of Shell. They were just sitting there because of COVID. They're just sitting there because they don't have enough, uh, because of the reduction of manpower and supplies and materials, they haven't had what they needed to move forward with a lot of these completions. In addition, they can't <clears throat> drill for oil anymore for that reason. So the amount of oil that's being developed right now has been reduced to ashes. In addition, you've got all of these overreaching policies that's restricting the ability to develop because of the banks are reduced uh, to being able to dis dis disperse capital into fossil fuels. 
you've got a lot of policies in place that's restricting uh, uh, federal leasing, uh, restricting permits. It's becoming more difficult to permit uh, leases. It's becoming more difficult to develop uh, in many areas of the world. And they're giving fiat currency to people to say, hey, stop using your fossil fuels. We'll give you billions of dollars. All the while, you got BRICS, you got China, you got Russia, you got, you got the Middle East, you got OPEC coming together to form their own currency to remove the petrodollar from the equation. See, our currency is the most powerful currency in the world is, is because everyone's buying oil with it. Well, what if they could buy oil with the ruble or the petrowan, the yuan, the Chinese currency or Saudi currency? It's going to reduce the value of our, of our dollar. And so the demand for electricity is, has grown 3%. The demand for electricity is growing. And most electricity is created from fossil fuels. Listen, it's great that you have a Tesla. It's great that you have a green energy vehicle that does not use gasoline. But to charge that electric car it takes a tremendous amount of fossil fuels. Listen, until you, until you don't need a battery, a, a battery, if you could put a solar power panel on the roof of your vehicle and not needing a battery, I would consider that to be 100% green. Now, let's set aside the fact that there's a tremendous amount of fossil fuels going into building that vehicle. There's grease. There's plastics that come from oil. There's a tremendous amount of industrial material it takes to build the manufacturing plant that built your Tesla, your car, the rubber on the tires comes from oil, tremendous amount of fossil fuels to build that vehicle. But set all that aside, if you had a, a if you could stick a wind turbine or a solar power panel on the roof of that vehicle and you could drive, then I would consider that to be 100% green, but it, but it doesn't exist. See, they are charging batteries in that car with electricity and electricity is created. Most of that is created from fossil fuels. The battery comes from lithium mines. It comes from cobalt mines, which most of, of those are owned by China. Batteries are a non-renewable resource, which is in more limited supply than fossil fuels. Guys, you have a better, to, to take green energy and replace fossil fuels. If you had an unlimited supply of cash, we could probably get it done. They spent $5 trillion in, in reducing fossil fuel demand by 2%. Listen, you have a better chance at reversing gravity. Yet, yet, yet you have a better chance at it's impossible we discovered the most combustible cheapest energy that ever existed it's fossil fuels and in in their pride they printed trillions and trillions of dollars trying to replace it and they can't it doesn't exist so China's increasing their oil imports because they're getting ready, ready to lift their COVID restrictions even more. The oil 
demand is increasing worldwide. The, pl the usage of plastic is increasing. I mean, think about everything you buy from Amazon needs oil. Every plastic piece you could ever imagine. Um, the U.S. growth plummets in 2023. The forecast for U.S. oil growth has reduced 21%. That's huge. The EIA missed it big time. Um, you've got a tremendous amount of things coming down the pike that's going to reduce uh, <clears throat> so here's the deal, guys. OPEC is holding all the cards. In the event that we see even more of a recession, in the event that we see demand drop even more, they're going to reduce their output. See, now they're in position because Shell is out of the game of restrictions and in the fact that shell they're having to uh, spend even more money they're increasing uh the the frac sizes and the lateral links that they drill through these formations they're essentially just increasing the size of the straw and they're sucking the oil out even faster and these oil wells are depleting even faster we're in a mess That puts OPEC in the driver's seat. And so if oil prices drop, they'll decrease oil output, stabilizing oil prices or increasing them. They are going to reduce oil output in the event that oil demand drops, and they're going to increase oil output in the event that oil demand increases. With that said, there's nothing we can do to reduce the price of oil. The Biden administration did everything in their power. The most powerful country in the world did whatever they could to keep oil prices low. And now that the midterm elections are over, they have absolutely no reason to reduce oil prices. And now they have somebody to blame. Now they have the, hey, it's the Senate's fault. It's the House's fault. Hey, listen, my hands are tied. I can't do anything about it because these guys are, I, I'm trying to pass these green energy bills. I, I've got all these great bills that to pass to reduce oil prices. But, you know, it's, it's the Democrat, or it's the Republicans' fault. It's Putin's fault. It's Saudi Arabia's fault. Saudi Arabia, they, they decrease oil output. It's their fault. They have so many people to blame now. It really doesn't matter at this point. And obviously, the, the, they see that the Democrats will vote for anybody. There was a dead guy that won, uh, uh, won the popular vote, and they were dead. It's because they went on the ballot. They blindly just sign, uh, fill out the bubble that says Democrat. They don't care. And so people don't care. At the end of the day, fossil fuels fundamentally speaking there's not enough of it at the end of the day you got john Kerry traveling around the world giving billions and billions of dollars to uh countries that are willing to to get rid of their fossil fuels hey we'll we'll shut down our fossil fuel plants give us the billions of dollars all the while a country like sri lanka is destroyed see these world powers they 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 prey on these selfish, ambitious people, they give them billions of dollars. They put $100 million in their pocket. 
and they have enough to, to live for the rest of their life while the rest of the country is destroyed, while we continue to demise the value of the fiat currency, and all the while oil prices gets propped up even more. I mean, we're playing in the hands of Saudi Arabia, we're playing in the hands of Putin, we're playing in the hands of OPEC, we're playing in the hands of these people that own all the power. Listen, if you have oil, you have the gold. That's power. Russia has proved this. Saudi Arabia has proven this. We, they do not respect us. And so I see things happening in the Middle East. They are becoming more provocative. It's, it's only a matter of time until something happens that really is dismantling to the energy markets. If you think what happened in the, in the European Union, in, in Europe, is, is crazy, wait until all the chess pieces are in place. Iran and Russia are up to something. China and that whole group is up to something. And it could really destroy the West. And when I say destroy the West, I'm not talking about a nuclear bomb. I'm talking about if, if they were to come together and cut us off from oil or said, listen, we're selling our oil to you guys for $150 a barrel while they sell amongst one another for 60. I see that coming down the road because Biden has no choice but to retaliate to Saudi Arabia. Otherwise, the same thing in Afghanistan causing a weakness to travel out through nations, the weakness message that we send by pulling out of Afghanistan so poorly has caused the, the, the domino effect of China becoming more provocative with Taiwan, Russia becoming provocative with Ukraine. You got North Korea, you got Saudi Arabia, you got what's happening with Iran. I mean, it's, it's getting crazy out there, guys. And so everyone's moving their chess pieces around. It's going to get nasty. Fundamentally speaking, just fundamentally speaking, we have an oil supply deficit the, the demand for oil has not been shaken that much, but in the worst financial crisis this world has ever seen, we lost a million barrels a day. But at that time, we were, our demand was only 85 million. Our demand is, over, is roughly 100 million barrels a day today. We need more fossil fuels. We need to stop pushing these green initiative policies. We need to be exploiting as much fossil fuels as we can, all the while we are doing everything we can to further the green initiative. This fear tactic that John Kerry and these other uh, people are using is completely benign. It's, it's a joke. It's, it's ridiculous. We need both. Because all they're doing is putting us in a situation where we're not going to have enough energy. And the barrel of oil is going to be so much more valuable because of what they're doing, which is why I'm in oil. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. You, Saudi Arabia warned you guys, look, we don't have enough oil, guys. We need to, we need to develop more oil for tomorrow. They keep warning us. And then... The Biden administration is telling the world we don't need oil. All the while he's begging Saudi Arabia for oil. All right, guys, I'm Sean Pruitt. 
president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, please subscribe and we'll talk soon. Thanks.